Hey there, thoughtful listener. Would you like consistent and predictable sales activity with no spam and no ads? I'll teach you step by step how to do this, particularly if you're an agency owner, consultant, coach, or B2B service provider. What I teach has worked for me for more than 15 years and has helped me create more than $10 million in revenue. Just head to upmyinfluence.com and watch my free class on how to create endless high-ticket sales appointments. You can even chat with me live and I'll see and reply to your messages. Also, don't forget, the Thoughtful Entrepreneur is always looking for guests. Go to upmyinfluence.com and click on podcast. We'd love to have you. With us right now, we have the founder of Apex Conversion System. It's Nate Morse. Nate, you're also found on the web at natemorse.com and, of course, apexconversionsystem.com. Nate, it's great to have you. Thanks for having me, Josh. Super happy. With the audience. Oh, I'm so sorry. What did you say? I was saying super happy to be here. Like, I I love the, the episodes and how you do things. Well, thank you. And and what the audience doesn't know is, shoot, I, I don't know if my, my editor has access to what we were talking about earlier. I might want to see if you can tack that on the end. We were having a really great conversation just about the nature of, you know, of, of yeah, obviously what you do, you know, it's lead generation, you know, and what's working today. Um, but this idea of, you know, um, you know, what, what we observe leaders doing today, true leaders doing today versus, you know, uh, folks that might be dealing or looking uh, at business growth and attraction, sales attraction and so forth in more of a scarcity mindset. And man, I'm telling you, if you can just learn and do what leaders do, you're going to make life so much easier for you. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, Nate, yeah. Nate, tell me, tell me what you do at Apex Conversion Systems. So Apex Conversion, we help coaches, consultants, and agencies flood their inbox with whale clients on LinkedIn. And as a company, we believe that revolutionary industry leaders, and what I mean by that is the people who are coming to the market with an impact. So they have the value, there's people who can experience it, but it's the stuff in the middle that they're trying to figure out. And so we believe that they deserve to enjoy every client. And what I mean by that is they deserve to enjoy acquiring them. They deserve to have like the perfect client because the clients that they have make a huge impact on what their business becomes and really what the impact that they're trying to create in the world. So um, what we do is help them find what are their perfect clients and find and guide them so that they can be um, their clients and that makes a bigger impact in the world. So that's that's our driver and what we do. Yeah, so very tactically, um, can you explain maybe a little bit more about um, the, the mechanism of, of what that work ends up looking like? Totally. So we work in three phases. The first is a discovery phase. So we work with the business, figure out what drives them, what are their values, who are the perfect people. And then we actually go and create a list of people that fit that, but are also in the market right now. So they're not just demographically the right role, but they're actually in the buyer's journey. So then what we do, once we found those, it was we actually create messaging. Think of like outbound campaigns that's rolling out the red carpet to each person so that they can bring in clients that are going through an experience that's more relevant to them than anything else that they're experiencing on the market. So we do that in capacities of helping them where it's done for you, where they're basically just hopping in when that uh, prospect is ready to talk to them, or we help them uh, implement the same methodologies that we've created and tested um, into their own business if they want to run why it internally. Is, yeah. Why is that so important to do that pre-work first? Well, if you're not talking to the right people then like the rest doesn't matter. And unfortunately, when I went into the LinkedIn side, I was actually 
um, it was kind of like around COVID where I was like, okay, I'm running this business. I can't like go in person. Cold calling is taking forever. Um, and so how do I do that? And yeah, if you're not, if you're not talking to the right people, you don't have the right messaging, the rest doesn't matter. And a lot of people on LinkedIn or any really outreach thing, it seems like that they're just grabbing these big lists and then just saying, Hey, it's like the numbers. And so the list is vague. Then the messaging is vague. And so nothing really drives relevancy. And I think the relevancy is what drives the, the urgency. Cause even when I cold called and I was doing door knocking, it always had to be something that made them know that I was genuinely interested in them specifically. Now yeah. it's like a big key. How do we, how do we make that happen without all the work of trying to research each individual person? So if we can do that for you and we can help you get to that point where they're interested and then they want to talk to you and I can put you in that position and that's where you're going to be most effective. Yeah. Cause these people that want to make an impact, like I said earlier, where they have the value and then there's the people that need that value, that stuff in the middle is something that they have to do, but they don't yeah. really want to because they want to focus on the impact they're making. Yeah, specifically, um, I think all, all, anyone listening to this knows what bad behavior is on LinkedIn specifically. Um, how do we not be a pest? How do we, uh, <laughs> you know, like how can we show up in, in a more generous way? How can we cultivate more authentic relationships using a platform like LinkedIn? Obviously, again, the other stuff, you have to have that, you know, um, you know that foundation. But um, yeah, so sometimes... You know, when I talk, when I hear people talk about LinkedIn marketing, I'm like, well, I can tell you what I don't like. <laughs> Hopefully, you don't do that. Yeah. So I think the I think that's really an intention question because you have one guy who's just going and just going, hey, this is the right person, and I I have an offer that they can benefit from here. I'm just gonna just start spamming them with it, right? That would be the approach like that we don't want, right? That's like walking up to because it's it's just like relationships. That's like walking up to a girl. Um, you know, wherever you're at and you want to talk to her and your first thing is like, Hey, like, here's all the reasons that we should get married. That's just not going to work that well. I don't think that works that well in person, but if you're actually able to like ask questions, learn about that person, do your research ahead of time. Cause you have their profile. You can see like what they're engaging in different things. Then you can create something that's like actually for them, because if it's like made for you and you felt like someone took the time and they're taking this approach that really has to do with you, that's something that you want. It's actually, it's actually like helping you because everyone's on this buyer's journey and there's different stages in between that people are just not serving. And I found that a long time ago when I was actually, uh, I was working at a car dealership and then um, I actually got a, uh, I like had a seizure. And so I got epilepsy and things went super crazy. And so I had to actually um, get a work from home job. So I worked for a, a online RV company and it's there that I noticed that the um, like online world doesn't really look at the buyer's journey in the same way. Like if you go look at any classified site, you really can't become a lead until you've narrowed down that you want to work with them. But who's helping lead through all the different options that are out there and actually helping them through the buyer's journey to make the decision, not just be there for when they make the decision, you know? So I think if you can really understand your avatar and what are the areas that they're underserved, you can make it so that your profile, your messaging and everything is relevant to like that stage that they're in. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so who do who does Apex uh, Conversion work with today? Like what types of clients? So we work with coaches, consultants, agencies, but we have like, we have nonprofits. We have a lot of financial advisors. Um, there's really a lot, but it has to be people that, because we're talking about this buyer's journey. So if you're selling shampoo, that doesn't have that big of a buyer's journey. So it's probably not going to uh, work out that well. Um, but if you have like a high ticket product 
and it works with, um, you know, with people and you're the one, just like if you're, you know, if you're a coach or consultant, a lot of it has to do with who you are. So if you can connect with them as an individual, that makes the, uh, like they're way more pre-sold once they actually get to you so you can spark that. Yeah. Your book, uh, the LinkedIn high ticket handbook bridge, the gap between you and high ticket clients using strategies, frameworks, and even AI. That was way before uh, ChatGPT came out. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, I just downloaded it. Uh, share a bit about uh, who should be reading that book and, and what you would expect the, the transformation would take place. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of people know that they should be on LinkedIn. They know that their avatars on LinkedIn, but they don't really know where to get started. And so yeah. that book does a great job at helping, you know, okay, how do we optimize our profile so that if someone finds us or they're looking, at least we aren't like getting looked over because Google LinkedIn actually shows up in SEO. So if they're looking up you or your competitors, even if your profile is crap and someone else is, you know, optimized, that can make the difference. So how do you make it so that your profile is speaking in this way that we're talking about? Um, and then what are some like initial first steps of uh, kind of like uh, perception wise, like how are you going to go and build your audience and then actually start converting them? Because you don't need to make a ton of content on LinkedIn. There's actually no feed. So a lot of it is about networking and, and how do you actually reach out to the right people and then they'll see your content, right? So they're both in there. Um, some people just just do content, but I think that you need to you need to do both. I think that people thinking everything is just inbound. There's people that sit in the back of the class and are never going to sit in the front. You know, sometimes you have to reach out to them. How do you leverage, um, Nate, it looks like you, um, one strategy that you may use um, is leveraging LinkedIn groups. Is, is that true? And if so, um, what do you do? Because I, I can tell you that uh, I don't, uh, I would say I'm pretty poor at that. And, and there's probably maybe some missed opportunity for me. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So um, LinkedIn has a uh, limit of how many people that you can reach out to in a given week. It's about a hundred, mm -hmm. um, but the groups. I don't personally have a group because you'd have to maintain all of it, but mm -hmm. in the groups, there's actually a good amount, depending on what, uh, what vertical you're in, there's a good amount of people engaging in there and, uh, reaching out to those people. I think that LinkedIn is promoting that because that doesn't count against the just general, um, reach out limit. So once you've figured your, once you've gotten the people that are those, um, like whale prospects that you're going after, then that next layer would be looking at, okay, who are people in, in groups? Cause that doesn't count against that kind of ups your threshold of how much, um, you know, prospecting you can do. Yeah. Uh, Nate, for someone that's been listening to our conversation, um, and they're like, okay, well, yes, I know that I, I need to have more conversations. Um, you know, what is, what is kind of that first discovery call? What questions are you asking or, or what would you imagine that conversation sounds like? Uh, their first discovery call? Yeah, yeah. They, Let's say someone, again, someone's listening to us and they're like, okay, well, Nate's definitely talking about a problem that we know we have right now. I know that we're not using LinkedIn effectively. There's probably some underlying reasons why, in addition just the, to the tactics. Um, but what do you normally talk about in that first conversation? Yeah, so everything... We're huge on things being hyper relevant. So I'm not going to give just like an overall giant speech. It's actually going to be that we're going to research into the market and find what the opportunity is so that we are confident that everything is going to work well. And then we're going to audit your LinkedIn account on the on the call and then actually show you based on what has worked with our clients, the methodologies that we've used, what we see out there, what the best path is forward and what areas need improvement. And um, in terms of like size, a company that you work with, do you appeal to 
uh, you know, when you're talking about coaches, consultants, um, is it something that would be appropriate for someone that's relatively new or are you usually working with people that, no, nah, you've probably been around a little bit? So there's a stage of new where someone switches from figuring out if they want to be an entrepreneur to committing to being an entrepreneur and like operating systematically. Uh, those people, once they've started to build, once they've started to build a team and it's more than just them, that's the perfect time for us to hop in because we can either teach them to do it or we can help them because they've probably been building and getting uh, you know, content, whatever they've been doing, and kind of moving this this hamster wheel that revolves around them constantly. So we help them add on another piece that doesn't really take up much of their time. And their team will really help with that because we'll help them grow. So that's the that's kind of the threshold on the low side. Um, but we have, I mean, we have many clients that we have to sign NDAs for because they're too large, because there's only like, you know, one or two other players in their space and they can't know that we use them. And so they both work really well. We have really great strategies for both, but yeah, they have to be, they have to be established. This is something that um, I think that if you've never sold your uh, product before, this may not be the right move for you. Um, but if you have, then yeah, this is a, this is a great spot to be. Yeah. And uh, in terms of Apex itself, um, what, uh, like, what, what are your goals over the next year to two years? And, um, you know, obviously you seem very growth focused, but uh I, I would assume you use some of your own tactics you know, internally. That's how, uh, that's how we grow. from that, you know, what, what do you, use, what do you use to grow and, you know, where do you anticipate that, that Apex is going over the next couple of years? Yeah. So on a higher level, like I'll, I'll always, I'll always use Apex to bring in the clients that I want, even if I started another company and I've always liked the growth methodology side of things. So how do you take hypotheses? How do you prioritize them? And how do you have a, a growth structure? And so the next level for us would be when Apex gets to the right size, then we will enter the mergers and acquisition space um, because we really like operations. We really like growth methodology. And so at that point, um, we'll be looking at things to kind of uh, vertically integrate and move from there. And I think that that'll be the growth methodology within the private equity space, I think will be the, the end goal. Yeah. You've got some really good resources. Um, and it looks like um, maybe some of those are, most of those are going to be at natemorris.com. Uh, what things, uh, I guess for someone that's been listening to our conversation, what things have you designed or made available that, that you'd recommend? Yeah. So the LinkedIn high ticket handbook is on there on uh, natemorris.com slash gift. So that's for free on there. Um, that's great. I would definitely check that out first. Um, if you're a consultant, there's a consultant worksheet that helps. There's a lot of people that go from corporate to consultant and kind of struggle on that in between figuring it out. Um, there's the LinkedIn group navigator, which is a guide of how to go through groups, find people and what to say. So you can start bringing on clients and then wow. uh, work with us at a higher capacity. Uh, and then there's also uh, a section that, um, that says like the LinkedIn leadership newsletter. And so that I send out articles of steps and what to do. You can also find the previous articles. Uh, there's an essays uh, button in the navigator up there. Yeah. Or in the header, terrific. in the header, yeah. Uh, so your we websites- more. Uh, say that one more time. Hey. I was saying uh, we continue to add more. So yeah, no, I can see. Like I'm, I'm actually grabbing, you've got a, the LinkedIn group navigator. I, I definitely want to, grab that and get that to my team. Cause it's, again, I think it's a, potentially a gold mine for us uh, that we haven't been using. We have a couple of clients that, that use groups very, very effectively. We just haven't talked about what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. They're just networking rooms. Networking yeah. Rooms. yeah. That's what LinkedIn is. I think there's a mindset thing with people that they got, they have to realize that LinkedIn is way different than any other social media network. It's already professional. You don't have to 
you can be straight up. You don't have to, you know, talk about their dog and then transition to it. You can go a little bit more direct. Mm-hmm. One final question. This is your post. Winston Churchill believed in having two real hobbies outside of work. What's your non-business hobby? All right. So just just one. So the main one for me is a is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I've been doing it for six years. I'm insanely addicted to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why are why do you think? I mean, again, as someone who's uh, you know is is passionately involved, why do you think hobbies are valuable for business leaders and entrepreneurs? So, as a kid, up until I think the beginning of this year, I felt like I was operating in scarcity, and so I basically optimized my whole life to hedge in the output of what would happen if I just went all in on business. And then I realized over time that that was not the healthiest thing. And it really impacts because what you see is what you get. And so if you're looking through a lens, that's kind of off a little bit, you might not see things, you know? And so I think that being more holistic um, and having things like that and actually being able to detach, I think that makes the like world of difference. Yeah. Uh, Nate, your website, natemorse.com, and then as well, Apex Conversion. M-O-R-S-E, just in case anyone else wants to go M-O-R-R-I-S. Uh, uh, yeah, Nate, thank you very much. You will. And by the way, to our friend that's listening to our conversation right now, you could go ahead and click on the show notes, on the little click on I, more details about this episode. We've got those direct links, Nate, directly to your websites. And again, natemorse.com and Apex Conversion System. Com. Nate, it's been great having you as a guest. Thank you so much for the conversation. Absolutely. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stop by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.